Hello and welcome to another edition of Pod's Own Country, the Yorkshire Post political podcast. I'm Chris Byrne, the Yorkshire Post political editor, and today we're joined by Simon Biltcliffe, who is the Yorkshire Party's candidate for the South Yorkshire mayoral election, which you may or may not know is happening uh, next May. Um, and we'll see the current incumbent, Dan Jarvis, um, replaced by someone. Obviously, we don't know who yet. Um, so I was hoping to have a word with Simon today and find out a little bit more about his fascinating background, how he's ended up in politics, um, and also his take on kind of the events that have been dominating, well, national attention really in the last few days, particularly in the last 24 hours, um, the now infamous Downing Street Christmas party, uh, or still, according to Boris Johnson at least, alleged Christmas party. Um, So Simon, thank you so much for taking time to join us. Um, So I guess my first question is quite a simple one. Can you tell us how you've ended up becoming the Yorkshire Party's candidate for the South Yorkshire um, mayoral election? I certainly can. Thank you for having me today. Yes, um, it's been a journey, I think it's fair to say. I mean, um, I grew up in uh, Barnsley and went to uh, Mapwell Junior School and Darton High School, you know, comprehensive school. Uh, went to university, came back, and it was the miners' strike. And uh, as we all who were around at that time remember, it was a pretty traumatic time. Uh, had to go down south to get a job. There were literally no other jobs. Fast forward, I you know carved a career out, started a business, had a family, got married, and uh, thirty. Three years later, I'm back in Yorkshire, never having left emotionally, uh, never having left it, but physically having uh, done so. Um, and so moved back uh, to Yorkshire um, and now uh, see the opportunity that there is in Yorkshire, um, but see the dearth of politics uh, to make it happen. And that's so, really the only thing that's missing, I feel. And So just to pick up on kind of your your career before this relatively recent move into politics. Yeah. Um, you run quite, um, I don't know if unusual is the right word, but a bit of a different type of, of business with a different type of business model, which has ended up being very successful, praised in the Sunday Times, et cetera, et cetera. Can you tell us a little bit more about that business, how it works, and, and what's different kind of about the way that you guys operate? Absolutely. Um, so the business is Webmart, which is an integrated marketing services company um, based out of Barnsley and Bicester in Oxfordshire. Uh, and Lund- we've got a London office as well. And broadly, I'd worked at companies which had always been heavily indebted because they always seemed to be, you know, borrowing money for some some ego trip that they were on and and didn't really understand how to make a business work for people. And so after being, I was a sales director of a very large uh, printing company, 5,000 employees, ex-Maxwell uh, company. So that kind of tells you the kind of ethos of, of that. Uh, in 1996, I set up a company. So that's 25 years ago, I set up this company. And it is what I call, though not in the political sphere, a Marxist capitalist business. And usually that gets people going, What's that about then? This kind of oxymoron of having those two things about, and and so I've done a TED talk on it, and or three TED talks now on it, um, and we've won loads of awards, European awards, and all this kind of stuff because we run it differently. So we use capitalism to create the value, which is really conventional. You do lots of good things, but in do, so doing, we bring in the externalities or the environmental impact of it, and making sure that we measure other things like the emotional and uh, well-being of people, the intellectual value we deliver, 
you then make that profit. But instead of me keeping it all, I run a Marxist redistribution of it. So we have a retained profit, which means that we don't have to borrow money. Um, so we're, we're in you know charge of our own destiny in that sense. Um, but we share the rest out fairly amongst the workers that have made it. And we've done it now for 25 years. It's got a balance sheet of you know, seven and a half million uh, pounds. It's 20 million turnover and there's, un- there's 36 of us, 37 when somebody uh, uh, we've just interviewed takes their job today. Um, so it's, you know, and, it, and it's worked really well and it's stable and, you know, we've been through all of these ups and downs. And I just thought if you use transparency, trust, honesty, decency, all the kind of stuff that, you know, we would normally do in our normal work, you know, human lives in a, in a community, if you bring that into the workplace, then it actually has proven that it can be working there. And now I want to use the same ethos and bring it into politics. So, so can I ask on that then? So what is your um, personal politics? Because obviously the Yorkshire Party kind of, obviously it's, it's in favour of Yorkshire devolution, but it kind of pitches itself as a centrist party. Yes. Uh, so, so where where do you kind of obviously a Marxist capitalist business model, but where do you kind of see your your own personal politics? I think I, I mean you know that juxtaposition of those two elements brings you into the middle. You know, in that you're using capitalism, which doesn't immediately resonate with the left wing, mm-hmm. um, and Marxism, which doesn't immediately resonate with the right wing, but to bring it together and create a business model that is highly profitable, highly effective at doing what it does from a capitalist point of view, but pays a significant amount of tax because all of the bonuses that we pay go through payroll. So we we pay a lot more tax than the average um, business does. And it's good. So that pays for the things that society needs, you know, the, the NHS, the education services, the infrastructure and all this. And Business is a huge power for good because it's the only way we can create wealth. There is no other way of creating it. The rest of it is a redistribution of the wealth that is created through taxation, etc., uh, to pay for the things that really do matter in life. Um, so I think there's that symbiosis of it, that centrist thing. is, I think it's, it's a really powerful force. And obviously, politically, um, if we can get that inclusive nature of it you know there are great ideas on the left of, of uh, the political divide and on the right but if you bring them together so it works for everybody not just for the political elite or not in a, a, a concept of you know constant conflict between workers and, and bosses and you know if you bring it together then everybody should be able to win and that's certainly the the kind of platform i'll be uh, building uh, and the consensus i'm ha- hoping to build for the south yorkshire mayor election which is on the 5th of may so c- c- can i ask uh, to a certain point you've answered that but um you obviously run a successful business so why have you kind of what is it about kind of this particular role and also the yorkshire party uh, as an organization that has made you kind of take the leap over into the world of politics well, I mean, firstly, you've got to have a really strong team behind you to allow you to. And I'm very lucky um, to have a senior management team who have proven that they can p- pick up where I've left off, if you like. So, you know, 25 years of running the organisation. The last two years, um, we've had, a, a you know, people who've been in the business for some time stepped up into that role and done fantastically well. So that gives me the space to do it. And also it means that, you know, I don't have to take the salary 
that comes with the role, which is, you know, very important from an integrity point of view. And so, you know, I, I'm going to give the money that it gets is about 80 grand to the Samaritans in the region. And I think, uh-huh. you know, because that, you know, my mum was a Samaritan for 30 years back in the 70s when it was, you know, mental health wasn't really understood at all. Um, and I've seen the, the you know, the, the, the desperation that some people go through and having somebody, you know, a voice like that uh, to call from then and sadly now is really, really important. Uh-huh. So if, even if I just get that and can give that to them, it's, it's a great starting point. But this role is an ambassadorial role. It's it's a sales role, if you want to, for South Yorkshire. It's to bring people together, to network, to offer. There's loads of great ideas out there, and they stay in documents. And, you know, as a business person, you're used to getting things moving quickly and getting them delivered quickly. And I think a mixture of being, you know, a good listener, uh, understanding and really passionately caring about Yorkshire and making sure that we build those connections and we win the next revolution, if you like, and we, in this case is a green and technology revolution, uh, where we, whereas we lost the last one uh, mm-hmm. through the minor strike and through the coal, you know, the steelworks and all this kind of stuff. And I think there is a wonderful renaissance, a moment in time post-COVID, where we now, all of us, have a choice uh, in the when we're not in the physical um, uh, workplace to be able to have the quality of jobs that we want uh, the future uh, careers that we want and have that work-life balance that we strive and you know so it's it's redefining what success is but it, it will play uh, my my uh, earnest belief and passion and drive and determination will be to make sure that South Yorkshire is a, a winner coming out of COVID uh-huh. and into the brave new world that we're that, that we're embarking on. Uh, one thing I wanted to pick up with you that we talked about last week, actually, um, it's, it seems like a subtle difference, but I think it's quite an important difference, um, is how you as the Yorkshire Party, you as the candidate, are approaching the South Yorkshire mayoral election. Um, and you were describing it to me as, we see this as the South of Yorkshire mayoral Absolutely. election. And I think... Can you explain a bit more about that? Yes, I, I th- you know... Yorkshire is Yorkshire, and it's a wonderful place, and we we all have an amazing affinity. You know, you go to other parts of the world, you know, and the country, you, you just don't have this this feeling of oneness, and we're very proud of it, and we've got very strong characteristics, and I don't see the benefit in divining ourselves. I understand it if you're the Conservative Party or the, you know, the dividing and conquering is a, a classic thing that they've done, which is why they rejected the one Yorkshire uh, deal and now they've got you know certain parts have got metro mayors and certain parts haven't and I totally understand why you know Dan Jarvis managed to get this um, in place for the metro mayor of South Yorkshire because it, it, you know given where we're at it's a hugely important thing but we are the south of Yorkshire we are not a separate entity we are all part of Yorkshire and uh, I think they try and play one part off against the other and and for a, a Yorkshire Parliament would be an inclusive place and it, you know, for all of Yorkshire, but also, the you know, if we do well as a region, the country does well. Mm-hmm. We're five and a half million people. We're a huge part of the whole. And so it should be in all of everyone's best interests for us to get a devolved parliament, which allows us to make the right decisions for ourselves and the rest of the UK as well, because if, we're, if we thrive, everyone benefits. So if you were elected to become um, the South Yorkshire or South of Yorkshire mayor, depending on how you want to put it, um, how could you kind of, or how do you envisage yourself 
setting that motion in train of of bringing about kind of the one Yorkshire ideal that the Yorkshire Party aims for? Yes, I think, you know, in, when you're in corridors of power, if you want to scale um, benefits that you can bring from politics, then, you you know, you need to be a good people person to be able to get on with people and, and align people behind it for the bigger uh, picture. Of course, people don't give up power easily. Um, so you need to have a compelling logical case. And, uh, you know, I know there is a great case for um devolution in Yorkshire. So you've got to sell it to people who may not have automatically you know, resonate with, with the concept. I mean, I've been in the House of Commons before doing a speech to Tory MPs about Marxist capitalism. Um, so I'm not, I'm not uh, backwards or coming forwards about selling concepts which are, 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 uh, I strongly believe in. Um, and funnily enough, afterwards with the Q&A, I didn't have anybody that said this, that concept was a bad one. Really? Because actually, everybody wins out of it if you yeah. you know, and it's framing it, and it's also banging the drum for South Yorkshire yeah. and the wider Yorkshire. You know, there's a huge amount of opportunity if yeah. we harvest it and we make it easy for people to work in and with the uh, people who are, uh, are in Yorkshire. And that's that's what I'm. I'm a good connector and I'm a good networker, and I, I can bring those uh, those skills and those talents to this role. I guess as well. This has just occurred to me, kind of while we've been speaking, actually. To a certain extent, a kind of, it might be a, a relatively minor step, but it's an interesting step that the journey, to a certain extent, might have already begun to a, a little point because obviously the South Yorkshire region, until very recently, was known as the Sheffield City region. Absolutely. Um, and they've rebadged it, I think, with very little pushback as South no. Yorkshire because the identity of the area is, is South Yorkshire. So maybe that feeds into kind of... Your point, uh, and I think you know uh, it, it really does. We don't feel, you know, we don't feel like we are South Yorkshire. We Yorkshire, we Yorkshire people. I mean, I always remember when I moved down south. I sat uh, in a little village called Fringford in Oxfordshire, and the person next to me uh, was from Surrey, and he was an accountant, as as you'd imagine. Um, <laughs> and uh, he uh, he said to me, "So, would, you know, tell me a bit about yourself." And uh, oh, he always re- recounts to me. He said, "I, I said I'm a Yorkshireman." He said. Okay, so you're not an Englishman. I said, no, no, no. I'm a Yorkshireman first. Always will be, and he always regards. And, and that's what we feel. I don't think anybody would say, you know, if somebody asks you from uh, where you're from, you wouldn't say, I'm from South Yorkshire. You'd you say you're from Yorkshire. Say I'm from um, Sheffield City Region. I don't. No, well, precisely. <laughs> no, you're, 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 you're from Yorkshire, and I think that inclusivity is really important. Yeah. And I think we, we we should think of ourselves as that as we do, and we should portray ourselves as that, which we which we should be doing. And if we get a single, uh, you know, um, Parliament, then that is a wonderfully strong place to be. So uh, obviously, um, at the last election, the last mayoral election, which was at the time Sheffield City Region. Yorkshire Party got about eight nine percent of the vote. Yeah. South Yorkshire is a very has been a very strong Labour area. Obviously, a Labour mayor at the moment got a few Conservatives um, who've got seats now across South Yorkshire. So, uh, have you got a kind of a realistic chance of winning here? And do you think honestly? Um, and what for you would be success in May? I, um, firstly, I do think re- honestly. Uh, we have got a reasonable chance. I think the Conservatives, anybody who looks objectively and cares about the region and looks at what they've done with the kind of decisions that they're making, not the warm words, the words are great. And if only you could live off words, 
you'd be delight you know we'd be delighted but the decision that they made about hs2 and the transpennine links more relevantly um, that that's cost our economy 30 billion pounds well if you look at the gdp of yorkshire that's 160 billion so it's about 20 percent it's cost us as a uh, as a population by them not making that decision the decision that everybody in yorkshire knows is the, the right one to make you know to have tr- really strong transpennine routes because we want to trade together we want to network together i mean you know you have people so i, I think on that level people think actually they want people who will fight for uh, the country and understand the the importance of uh, the business sector and you know how that can help be a value creator and do all of the kind of things that we want to do as a consequence of uh, having a really strong economy on the left hand side you know labor has always been you know i've, I've historically been a labor voter um but it's very difficult to understand actually what they stand for now they've been incredibly introspective uh it's almost you know selfishly so that they, they're spending all their time worrying about whether this is there or that which faction does this i don't care i don't care i want to fight for the people of the south of yorkshire and wider yorkshire to give them the opportunity the life chances that they want and you know if you look at the heritage of the labor movement understandably 100 years ago the the trade unions created this party to support the people the workers uh, to get good standard of living I think post-industrial, that became less relevant. And now you look at all of the modern economies, there aren't that many, you know, you, you have a battle for talent. Mm-hmm. So in many respects, it's empowering talent in a different way mm-hmm. than the historical way that um, the Labour Party has drawn on. And so it's giving people lifelong learning chances. It's giving people pathways out of education into an appropriate job for them uh, and giving them a support, mentoring all of the kind of stuff that you you know works in you know the world of, of business and not for profit sector aligning people together get the skill set right you look at things like the XP academy in doncaster fantastic case study of the new way of uh, of educating the people of yorkshire and keeping them here to to create the value do their startup businesses build their career here and i think this centrist approach is a forward facing forward looking approach to looking after people uh, and it's also entrepreneurial which creates the value that we want to have the good things in life that we need but you need that political power, uh, power in the community to make the decisions that will benefit the people of the community most effectively and that's the missing link at the moment and so i guess it sounds like the strategy is there's disaffected labor voters out there, there's the disaffected tory voters out there and yeah. you could hopefully from the Yorkshire Party perspective. Be we, we offer a viable alternative and a, and a new vision, to be honest, of, of what we should be doing. And I think if, um, and not only the disaffected, but people who are disenfranchised because they don't see a point in it. You know, if you look at the last election, two thirds of people didn't even vote. And and it was because probably they didn't kind of see the point in it. What, mm. what is the point? But if you've got a clear vision, and you can see there's a there's a, a purpose in it, and it will deliver a society and a, a quality of life that you want for your family and yourself. 
then there is a point to get out, and which is why one of the, the key things, I think, is to make it inclusive, to, to re, re-fire the, the desire of people to, to vote, actually vote in these elections. And so going out with a positive and, and a very clear uh, vision of the future where they can be part of it and they can benefit from it is, I think, the Yorkshire Party's position in, in this election and go forward. And so I just wanted to ask you, um, we're speaking on Wednesday afternoon, um, just literally like half an hour after PMQs is finished. Um, I just wanted to ask for your take on kind of the most recent development that we've seen um, with the alleged if we can still use that word, Downing Street Christmas party. Yeah, by the time it comes out, I'm sure, yeah. I mean, the thing is, I've always run my business on transparency. And, you know, if you've got transparency, people, and you tell the truth, obviously, then people trust you. And that's the most efficient way of working. You can't see a more diametrically opposite approach than the government are taking at the moment. You know, to say that they, you know, not this is a year after they, if they, if that happened, if they had integrity a year ago, they'd have been having these conversations mm-hmm. because they, they must know there. They don't, you know, let's not, let's not forget they've got policemen and women outside the very building. Mm-hmm. You can hear if things are going on. They've got people inside the building. So there's an awful lot of opacity. There's a lot, awful lot of untruths being told, being brutally honest. Um, and, as a consequence of that, guess what? People don't trust politicians. Mm-hmm. Who'd, have th- who'd have thunk it? And then you see people like, you know, Reese Mogg in a, in another party at that time saying how, you know, we can be, we're, we're doing two inches of social distance rather than two metres and laughing at it. These people have got no moral fibre at all and there's no integrity at all. And it winds me up that you've got people like that who, through you know, where they went to school, through where they, they, you know, they get fast-tracked through everything and then fast-track their friends through everything uh, to get into positions of power. And then they come with this worldview, this very narrow worldview of what is right. And they haven't actually been out into the real world and seen what the real world's like and the real issues that, that people are, are facing. And they, you know, they keep t- treat people with contempt. And you, we've seen that there. And you know, that's why we've got the anger that we have uh, against politicians, and we get people disenfranchising themselves because they think I, that they're all as bad as each other. Why should I bother going out when it's raining or whatever to vote when what am I voting for? And this is where I think we've got a very distinctively different approach in. Uh, certainly I, I will be bringing to politics and the, the Yorkshire Party brings to politics. We're normal people. We don't have people who have uh, been fast-tracked through into whatever. We, we actually really care about how much benefit we can deliver to the electorate and not even just the people that voted for us for everybody and this is a distinctively different position than the kind of uh, nonsense that we see down at Westminster and these are the people that we're relying on to make sensible decisions for us in you know hello how do, how can you how, can, how dare they you know uh, take the, the, those kind of decisions and say it's in our best interest so yeah, we are very uh, 180 degrees away from the, uh, the what you've been seeing at PMQs and the way that they approach things in uh, Westminster and the uh, in Downing Street. 
Well, look, thank you so, so much for your time, Simon. It's been absolutely fascinating to talk to you. Um, I'm sure we will hear more from you as we get closer. It's not actually that far away, is it, May? It's 20 weeks. So 20? Is that all it is? Absolutely. So if you if you like this, please, it only takes five minutes to register to vote. So just, you know, there's a lot of people who aren't registered to vote. You know, it's it's a great opportunity to have the change. If you get wound up by what you're seeing right here, right now in politics, now this is an opportunity to re-enfranchise yourself and have a clear vision of, of the future. And, you know, I would strongly recommend you do. It's dead easy online. I tell you what, you, you definitely have a future in politics with uh, getting getting the message, getting the key Come message right in there, crowbarring it in right at the end. <laughs> Thank you Love so me. much for your time, Simon. Uh, good luck for the campaign. Um, Thank you. And I'm sure we'll hear plenty more from you. Thank Love you. Take care. See ya. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Pod's Own Country. If you have any topics you think we should be covering or any stories you think we should be digging into, please get in touch with me um, via email, chris.burn at jpimedia.co.uk. Speak next week.